Hello and welcome to Maggie's Running Podcast. I'm Maggie Cooper. Um, well, this week um, I want to tell you something about um, some of the memorabilia I picked up from uh, my mum this weekend, or last weekend, should I say, uh, when I went to see her, um, mainly from, from my dad, um, who used to be quite a good um, like distance, ultra-distance sort of runner, um, uh, which I, I just think you might find interesting. I might, I might talk more about my, my dad in another uh, episode, but um, just uh, I, I'll say something about that in a, in a moment. Um, but also some, uh, well, I think quite hard training this week. It's been a really tough week for me. I think partly because I'm I got very tired going to to my down to my mum's um, at the week last weekend and um, didn't get as much sleep as I hoped. And then this week, scores have all started back, so all the whole routine has got um, you know back um, online, as it were. And um, it, it, it just feels a bit, really, bit of a tough week. And then a couple of really tough, what I found very tough training sessions within that has led me feeling um, yeah pretty exhausted one way or another. Um, so yeah, my mom. My mom. So I went down to my mom's and I, and I picked up some of the the stuff from her flat. So she's trying to move out of her flat. And she's got she's like a complete hoarder. She's got so much stuff in there. Um, but so, some of the things that I picked up was um, a couple of my dad's um, training diaries, which is really really interesting from nineteen fifty six and fifty seven. Um, but he, it was what's particularly funny about them is that um, you know we obviously record things on Strava. I know that I tend to write more than most of um, the people I follow on on Strava, but um there's nothing compared with my dad i mean like literally it's an essay on each run it's um, it's absolutely incredible um uh, yeah it's, it's it's also quite interesting to see the type of training that he did which is um a little bit different from the sort of training that um people do nowadays i think it's, uh, a lot's been learned about and how to get the best out of your um training and um and i kind of wish he knew had known some of those things i'm sure he would have been even faster than he was but he was n- not no slouch. I mean, um, doing something like uh, London to Brighton is fifty-two miles in um, six hours, eight minutes, something like that. So it, it's it's still shifting it, and it's pretty pretty quick. But one of the things that amused me anyway was about the um, the, some of the prizes, some of the the things that got. Were, one of the things was ashtrays. I mean, ashtrays. A fancy giving ashtrays as a prize for a running race. It just, it just made me laugh. I mean, once I, I once ran the Cranham Boundary Chase, which I won. I think I was about sixteen at the time, and I just remember um, the, my sort of dismay about the prize, which is an hors d'oeuvre dish. I mean, who wants an hors d'oeuvre dish? Who wants an hors d'oeuvre dish when they're sixteen? Anyway, I'd say um, it, I did keep it for some considerable time. I don't think I ever really used it. Um, well, not a in its intended way anyway might have put some peanuts or something in it once but uh yeah but ashtrays really I also actually I won once um a set of suitcases which was not which is not bad and and they they survived quite a long time um yeah but yeah strange running prizes I think I might have said in a previous episode maybe some some considerable time ago about a friend of mine who was in um went to America um somewhere like California or somewhere like that where there were a number of earthquakes and and got an earthquake survival kit as a prize but uh yeah strange strange prizes um just made me laugh but back to the training. Uh, yes, I said it's been a bit, a little bit tough. I, I ran, I ran back in my my hometown in Cheltenham on on Sunday. It was quite nice to sort of go round uh, familiar but unfamiliar um, territory. Um, very nice place to to run. Uh, relatively speaking, quite flat, I think. Um, but I went past my old house, past my old, old primary school and my infant school and my senior school. Um, yeah, very very um, sort of funny. 
um, sort of reminiscence, um, and that that was that was fine. I, I ran pretty well that that day. Um, but since I've been back, I've, I've kind of for those of us struggled a bit. On Tuesday, we had an um, interesting session where, which reminded me of um, some of Paula Radcliffe's um, sessions, where she would run steady um, and then she would run fast, and then she would run steady and then fast. And there was no, there's no respite, there's no break. You know, you're either running steady or you're running running fast. And we did something like that. Uh, the the group I was with was a bit of a mixed bag of, of people, and and I did um, like stop and wait for them, so I didn't run continually for the first um, five kilometers because I was I was kind of keeping an eye on them and um, making sure that they were okay, they were happy, that they were doing the session correctly. Um, but uh, the the fast bits were three hundred meters, and the the sort of steady bits, I was going to say slow bits, so there were no slow bits. The steady bits were I think about five hundred meters. So um, you know, we went around a few times and then every other time round we were supposed to do um, the plyometrics. So we did some hops and some jumps and some zigzag runs and stuff like that. In fact, I, I did, only did that twice, because, uh, partly because I was kind of keeping an eye on the other people. And uh, I, I just kind of wanted to keep going once I kind of got going after that. I, I, I dropped the rest of the group. They they went off and did some sprints and stuff, which was, which was great. But I just wanted to to cover a little bit more ground and also kind of do it properly. So I did the last 3K um, sort of on my own. But I was quite pleased with the the 300s. They were a good speed. They were like 3K speed or maybe even a little bit quicker than that. And and I felt like I was going quite well, but it was absolutely exhausting. It was really interesting how difficult the session was. I think everybody found it quite tough. Uh, It was much tougher than I thought it would be. That's what I would say. You know, it wasn't so bad when I was doing it with the girls and uh, and the guys I was was running with initially and and I'd had to stop. But once I didn't stop, it was, I found it really, really hard and just leg. I just thought, how am I going to run tomorrow? And then to my horror, the next day, we did um, three by 1K um, and it was a 1K jog back in between, but which was a quite a generous rest in between. But all the same, the pace that we were expected to run at, I was like, there's no way I can't do that. <laughs> I don't normally say I can't do stuff, but I just like, I don't think I can run that fast. Um, it was downhill though, and that did make a big difference. And I ran really, I was really, really happy with how I ran. Um, really happy. I did, my wife, watch tells me that I did three minute 22 for 1k which is like 20 seconds faster than I when I ran with the wind at my back along the um the the, the seafront um some few months ago when we did a time trial I mean I don't think that 322 is representative of how fast I could literally run a, a 1k but um it, it, it was still pretty pretty good as as part of a set you know um the the, uh, the so the times I got were were um yeah well they're pretty pretty good I, I ran well my watch said I ran 336 um for two of them and 345 for the first one but um it's it really difficult to know how accurate it is and as you listened to my podcast last week you know how inaccurate um the GPS watches are but it, it just gives you a feel anyway of, of, of that it was that it was pretty good going and um I was quite pleased with that but um, Thursday, I um, I don't normally run because I'm really really busy with the work that I do, and um, it's also that's also quite tiring. So when it comes to Friday, um, my legs were just so tired. I was tired. My legs were tired. I'd had to take transport children here, there, and everywhere. I'd had to get up at earlier than normal. Um, I was just really really tired, and also doing the social supermarket, the community activity that I do. Just found it very very tiring, and and today we were supposed to do an out and back um three k as just that uh, you know I don't think it's sensible to do this. Sometimes it's just 
best to you know, rein, rein it back in a little bit. I thought if I try to run fast, when I feel this tired, I'm just going to get injured. And um, in fact, that fits in quite nicely with um, the second half of this podcast, where I'm going to talk about a paper um, which looks at um, running injuries. Um, so I, I, I think that that was probably a wise move just to not, not do that um, particular run um, today. So the 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 paper that I want to look at uh, next though is is about say about running injuries and it's about um, how how we run. It struck me that um, you know there are some runners who get injured more than others. Um, I, I kind of been quite lucky. I think I, that I haven't been that injured. I have did have stress fracture when I was uh, younger, and looking back, I think that that was probably somewhat related to my diet. Um, I, um, <laughs> it's, it's strange, but I really didn't um, eat very well as a, as a child. We didn't really have that much money, and we just, um, the family just didn't ha- have that great of food. Um, so we, um, yeah, we, we struggled, and I think that that then led to um, these types of injuries that you, that you get. Um, which are bone related. Um, but since then, really, I feel as if I've been quite lucky. I know I have had plantar fasciitis, um, you know, various bits and pieces. Um, at the moment, I have a problem with my ankle, but I think it's related to actually turning over on that ankle uh, a few years ago. I don't think it's um, you know, specifically um, something, that, something that is related to my running style, should I say, which is really what I want to look at. So, um, yeah, so it's a tough, tough week, I would say, tough week running. And I just think if I can get some rest in, then it would, um, then it would be, that would be great. Um, you know, be, you know, I'll be able to, to get back into it. And I, th- I think I'm running pretty well, um, at the moment. Um, the, the, cause there's a race next week. That's the good thing. There's a, supposed to be, um, road relays next weekend. So I'm really looking forward to that and hope that I can rest up enough, um, and still get some decent running in though, um, in this coming week. So um, the paper that I want to talk about is called Is There a Pathological Gait Associated with Common Soft Tissue Running Injuries? And it's by Christopher Brahma from the School of Health Sciences from the University of Salford. So not too far from where I am. And it's from the American Journal of Sports Medicine from 2018. Um, it's page 3023 if you're interested in checking it. So um, it's, not, it's not like a really, really recent paper, but it's, it's not that, that old. Um, and what these guys um, sort of, their hypothesis is that um, the, the the people who are um, injured, the runners who are inju- injured, would um, basically uh, have a certain running gait that might cause, be causing that injury. Um, in particular, the pelvic drop the contralateral pelvic drop so that what that is is the um sort of the the hip if you imagine if you've you, you got your hips aligned and you hit the ground the the hip on the other side uh, of the from the foot the striking the ground is lower than the hip um on the side of the ground that the, the leg is hitting um so um that's that's one um thing that they, they, they were looking at um hip adduction that's to do with the rotation of the hip I tell you I have had so much trouble looking up having to look up the words and trying to work out what everything means or this technical language but anyway that's that and um rear foot um eversion which is to do with again it's uh the moving outwards of the of the foot um you know when it's um 
touching or reverse. Well, I mean, it basically means moving out of the other foot at whatever point that they me measured it. So they measured um, at a contact and they measured it um, sort of mid mid stride as well. They looked at these different factors in these different parts of the the running actions. It were. So um, they they took this group of um, runners who'd been injured um, and they had a mixture of injuries um, from. Um, well, as it say, um, sorry, the, the, again, the, 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 all the words are complicated, but uh, patella um, femoral pain, so it's like knee pain, basically. Um, uh, iliotibial band syndrome, or IT band syndrome, probably you might have heard, ITBS. Uh, medial uh, tibial stress syndrome, MTSS, and Achilles tendinopathy, AT. So you know it's it's interesting how just how many runners are injured at any one time. It says that um approximately fifty percent of runners um become injured annually, and at any one time twenty five percent of runners are injured. There's a lot of injuries, and really they're they're looking at you know what's causing that injury. Is it is it to do with our running action? Is there something maybe that we could even do about it to um to help? So they took these volunteers who'd got injuries and they um they had into those four there were those four different groups um and they tried to age match them and weights and height and whatever match them with volunteers. Now the volunteers it was interesting because they had to have been injury free for eighteen months, which is kind of quite a long time if you think like fifty percent of the runners are injured every year. So they they've been um running uh, injury free for eighteen months, which is pretty good, and they had to have run um each week um thirty miles or more. So they were pretty serious runners. And in fact, if you look at the, um, the characteristics of the different groups, they're really well matched with their age. They're, they're sort of mid-30s. Height um, is about 170 centimetres. Uh, weight around 60 kilograms or so, maybe a little bit more. Um, and But the miles run each week. For the healthy group, it was actually um, 60 um, miles a week. Um, well, it says plus or minus 23. So there's obviously some who are maybe marathon trainers or runners or something training for a marathon, running at higher mileage. But even plus or minus 23, you're still talking in the high 30 something miles a week um, for, um, uh, you know, for even at the lower end of the standard deviation. Whereas the injured group, um, as I guess you would expect, running significantly less miles, somewhere around about 21 miles a week. So uh, they did a pretty good job of splitting these um, different groups into to sort of equal, equal um, uh, mixes and they got them running um, on the treadmill and they looked at their, their gait and they looked at lots of um, different parameters, um, some, some of which I mentioned just then, um, but things like um, the trunk forward lean and um, the uh, the uh, pel uh, pelvis anterior tilt, the uh, knee flexion, uh, I know, like how bent the knee was when on impact, um, the uh, the ankle uh, dorsiflexion and the rear foot inversion, um, which I think I mentioned earlier. So um, they looked at all those um, different uh, factors, and there was a difference between the two groups. Um, now. I guess one criticism you could say was, well, those that were injured athletes and were they running differently because they were injured um, or was it their running differently that had caused their injury? But um, I would say that there's probably quite a lot of evidence to suggest that um, certainly you know, if you've got a healthy group and their style, you can, you can, also, you can definitely say something about um, the way that they, they run um and uh the fact that uh, that they've remained healthy running in that particular way so maybe that's a good thing even if you could make cast doubt on w about the injured group 
But um, so they focused on the when they looked at the the runners, they focused on the injured leg and and how that was um, striking the the ground and how that was during the the mid um, phase of the of the run, and uh, they found that. Um, the injured runners um, land with significantly more knee extension and ankle dorsiflexion. So uh, dorsiflexion, so that's when you, you, have, you have, if you put your foot on the ground and you, and you lift your, your toes up and um, towards your shin, that, that's dorsiflexion, that's that angle there. So um, they, they, had, um, they had more of those, those two. So to me, that would maybe suggest that they're maybe overstriding a little bit. Uh, maybe that's, that would certainly make your knee... Um, extension uh, angle sort of uh, less or the the, the angle as the leg hits the ground um, the knee would be less um, less uh, less less bent if you're overstriding I think um, the ankle dorsiflexion well I, I wonder whether it was to do with the fact that they were heel strikers they say they say no they say that the they they, they looked and, and found that there was basically equal heel strikers and uh, forefoot strikers um, in in the group so maybe the maybe that isn't isn't quite the reason but um certainly that those were um factors but in the mid stance um the injured runners were found to have significantly greater forward trunk lean um a contralateral pelvic drop i don't think i said what that was did i say yes when your one hip on one side is 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 basically um lower than the hip on the other side um and hip adduction, which is to do with it, um, the, the the rotation of the hip. So um, the injured runners, they had more of those those factors. Um, let's go over that again, just to make it clear, because it is a little bit complicated. Um, forward trunk lean, contralateral pelvic drop, and hip adduction. And uh, so those were things that were significantly different between the healthy group and the um, the injured group. Um, so uh, what the kind of um, conclusion, well, let me just re read what they, they say at the end. The most important predictor variable was the contralateral pelvic drop um, with an 80% increase in the odds of being classified as injured for every 1% increase in pelvic drop. So that's that's a massive significant factor. And that's something that you can actually do something about by improving your running style. Um, thinking about you know how your hips are, well, I don't want to say thinking about, but certainly doing something, um, doing some work to try to prevent that um, contralateral pelvic drop. Um, and um, for knee, knee flexion, there was a 23% reduction in the odds of being classified as injured for every 1% increase in knee flexion initial contact. Now, um, there are some interesting diagrams in that paper to show exactly what, what they mean. Um, but we, we know that, um, that, that the way that you run does um, is, is important. And we in, certainly in our group, we do a lot of... Um, uh, warm-up drills, um, which to, partly is to help improve um, the runner's um, style. And we're always thinking about, you know, um, this, you know, the, the the line, the line from your head right through your body being in in alignment, not not having, you know, some runners sort of run with their bum sticking out, as it were. Um, some runners, um, you know, run leaning forward uh, a lot. But, you know, it's everything's got to be in a line. And it's like when your um, heel strikes the, 
the ground. You know, really, your hips should be be over the over the the foot, um, so that you um, th- th- that's that's the most sort of efficient way of running. And um, one of the the things that's important for um, this um, type you know, to 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 prevent these injuries, obviously, is um, to avoid this um, hip drop on the. Uh, on the opposite side from the side that the leg is 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 um, hitting the ground, and there's lots of things that you can do to help that. But one of the mo- main things is to do with um, the gl- uh, gl- to do some gluteal st- stability. Basically, get your bum better <laughs> trimmed up, um, and there are various exercises you can do. Now, I've I've got quite a good book by um, uh, Richard. Blaygrove um, called Strength and Conditioning for Endurance Running. And in that, there's just loads of exercises. I mean, I can never do all these exercises, but, um, it, you know, it's, it's quite, it is a good good book. Um, and it just lots of, lots of diagrams in it showing you how to do things like um, side-lying um, rays, um, which is like lying on your side um, with uh, both legs, obviously, um, on top of each other, and raising the the upper upper one in a straight leg, that type of thing, and then um, crab walks. Uh, what else? They got clamshell. Um, it's cl- clams is one of the exercises I I do regularly. Um, wall push, reverse clams, um, reverse wall touches, uh, reverse kicks. Um, the one that I think is uh, probably most well known is the the glute bridge, or my I, I call them hip raises. Um, but um, and you can do those with um, you know your legs um, going off to, to the sides as well um, for extra strength. But the, the old uh, glute they called glute a uh, glute bridge. Yeah, that those those are good. Those are all good exercises. I think that the general you know improving of of well of the, of the glutes but general just your core stability and all that um, goes around the, that sort of strength and conditioning is very important for preventing injuries um, but I just think it's, it's very interesting to find something that kind of a paper that really backs that up and this you know shows that uh, those who seem to have a stronger um, glutes and um, are, are not um, having this uh, contralateral pelvic drop were, um, were were healthier they didn't they didn't get injured um, as as much so um, I think that that um, well it 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 made me think. I think I partly chose this article because last week I didn't get all my strength and conditioning done, and I hate doing the strength and conditioning. It's so boring, um, and you know you just think, oh, is it, is it worth it? And then I was looking for something else, and I came across this particular paper, and I was like. Uh, yeah, it is really important, however boring it may be, and, and I've really got to find a way to jazz it up a bit, but however boring it may be, um, it is really, really important. And I've got that little set of exercises which I got from Coach Parry, um, South African um, coach who um, advises like, the over-50s. Um, but I, I use a set of exercises, and it's a good, really good mixture of exercises. And I think that, um, you know, I'm sure that there are others in, in there that I do which benefit other parts of the body and, and help it prevent injury because you know although uh, say I still have this slight injury with my ankle um, I think that's probably because I went over on it not because um, I'm running badly um, but I've been quite um, injury free really for the last um, six months or so even the plantar fasciitis seems to have eased off so um, maybe maybe you know that it does seem to be um, in tandem with me doing more of the strength and conditioning. So I really hope that 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 is the reason, and I feel that it is worthwhile um, continuing to do that. 
so um, yeah I hope that was interesting um, so uh, and I hope that you know if you are injured then to take some solace because if you if you do try and improve the the those um, the, uh, particularly the gluteus maximus um, and do some of those exercises then you may find that um, you have a real improvement and I think if you concentrate on your running form and maybe even if you fi- can find somebody who can help you I've seen my friend Anne help me with my um, running running style and, and I think that it has made a big difference um, so if you can find somebody maybe to to video you just to watch you to see you know what what you look like maybe running on a treadmill or running outside um then that that then you might be able to come to the um the heart of what the real problem is okay that's enough for today um i hope you've enjoyed it and uh, that you'll enjoy in uh, enjoying me again next week bye for now